1: entertaining knowledgeable
2: all right oh right yeah right live and local it's time for the fan morning show with bart winkler
1: good morning everybody I'm Bart Winkler. That is Tim Shea looking good as always. Lots to discuss today. Tim Allen of the uh, baseball post game show. He'll join us at seven. I you know, they had a fun one last night with the Brewers getting the two nothing win over the Cardinals. It's a big series, obviously. And the two teams don't see each other again until August. But it's a big series with both teams coming in with the same record both teams coming in a top first place and it's always good to get that first one because we're going to be watching this thing I, I really thought the Brewers a couple of weeks ago they were four or five games up I thought it was going to be wire to wire Brewers no problem NL Central how how I forget how dare I forget what the Cardinals are and what they have been and what they'll always be and they'll always just be there And the Cardinals right now, again, are there. And so we got to worry about them. They've got a good pitching staff. They're getting reinforcements back. Jack Flaherty, we're going to see tonight against uh, a Brewers pitcher. We're going to have to get familiar with quickly. Chichi Gonzalez is starting tonight. So if you saw the big pitching matchup last night, Michaelis and Burns, I think tonight you might see some more runs. We'll break down what Chichi has to offer in a little bit. They just added him to the active roster a week ago. I think he's made one appearance it was last with the twins. He's a guy that can fill it. There's a lot of guys in baseball that can fill in when needed, but that doesn't mean they're good. And I think Chi Chi Gonzalez might be one of those guys. So brewers get the win last night. It's always good to start with the win in a four game series because now you're still in first. And if you lose tonight, you're tied in first. And if you lose the next day, you're only a game back. You know, you lose the first game, and suddenly you're a game back, and then there's more pressure tonight. I don't know if they're going to feel it, but I know that us fans do. So we'll get into this Brewer game, 2-0 win last night. We always start with the main story. We start with the main topic. What's up? What's the main thing? We talk about it, you talk about it, and normally it's the number one thing that I want to talk about. It's the, It's the main story. Brewers win last night. Very excited. Want to talk about it. Wanted to hear from you about it. 414-799-1250. You can tweet us, 1250 AM the fan. The thing I want to talk about the most is that Bucks fans need to admit something that the parade sucked last year. I think, I think we know it. I think we all know it, but I think we need to admit it. So we're going to get into that a little bit later. That's, the number one thing I want to talk about. So we will get into that. The parade sucked last year. We might do that next hour, maybe in the eight o'clock. Uh, but I said, Tim Allen's going to join us at seven. And then Craig Kashan, Bally Sports, Wisconsin, which you can buy this week without cable. He'll join us at uh, nine 30. So lots to get into. Of course, we will start with the Brewers. Very exciting game. I guess last night it was tense. You know, it was a two to nothing game. There was one scoring play. So a lot of the excitement came from the pitching, specifically Corbin Burns, who was great again last night. Seven innings for Corbin. Corbin's had a few starts where he hasn't been Cy Young Corbin, which is a really big bar to, you know, ask him to be. But last year he did it so consistently that you just assume when Corbin Burns is on the mound, he's going to throw seven and strike out ten. Last couple of outings, he's given up a few runs, all right? Against the Padres, three and two-thirds, five earned. Yikes. Against the Phillies, four and a third earned run. Corby. Against the Mets, six innings, two earned. That's a quality start. Eight Ks. But, Corbin, you can do better than that. So he's allowed runs in all of his starts so far in the month of June until last night. Last night, seven innings, gave up just two hits, Uh, The Brewers gave up a total of just three, and he struck out ten. So a very big night for Corbin Burns on the bump yesterday evening at a warm one at American Family Field. Although it wasn't as bad outside. It was outside for a little bit last night. It wasn't as bad as I thought it might be. I thought that people going to that game would just be melting into their seats. But it turned out to be a pretty nice night for baseball. And the crowd, uh, you guys, if you were there, the crowd sounded pretty good. So that, that that playoff vibe, I, I do think there's a lot of excitement for this series. I do think there's a lot of people that, you know, might... You know, you're, you know, you watch the Brewers different ways at different times of the year. Are you watching every Brewer game right now? Every pitch? Every inning? Every night? Tim Allen is. We'll talk to him at 7. But I think this week, this series is a big one. This is one where, yes, everybody's going to pay a little bit more attention to. And I thought the crowd reflected that uh, reflected rather that last night. So Corbin Burns, very good again. It was his with the 10 strikeouts. It was his 17th career double digit strikeout game. And the fifth time that he's done that this season. So it's good to see him do that again. Again, he's been pitching very well, but there's been some starts here this month, three and two thirds, five earned Corbin. Even last time, six, six innings two earn eight Ks. That's a, if Chichi Gonzalez did that tonight, oh, my goodness. But Corbin, we know we know he can do a little bit better, and he was the Cy Young that he needed to be last night. So in two starts now against St. Louis, he pitched there on the 29th. Corbin Burns has gone 14 innings. He's given up just four hits. He's only walked three, and he struck out 21. So the stat line he had last night was almost identical to the stat line he had on the 29th of May when the brewers were in St. Louis and they won eight nothing 11 Ks in that game 10 strikeouts last night. Brewers improved to 39 and 30, Cardinals obviously dropped to 38 and 31. So Corbin Burns did what he needed to do. Devin Williams came in and he was very impressive as well. He's been really good for the Brewers especially, you know, after some hiccups early in the season, you wonder, "Oh, is that is that hand still bothering him? Is, is there a mental thing? Is he, is he going to be all right? Is he going to be the Devin Williams that we had last year right now? The answer to that is yes. And then Josh Hader's just been phenomenal all season. Now Josh Hader did have a rough time out his last time where he gave up the two home runs, but he was able to rebound and, you know, he's barely been with the team the last couple of weeks. There was a, a problem with the child that they were having. They did have the kid over the weekend Ah, uh, so congratulations to the haters, but Josh Hader's back now and able to lock it down. Things got a little interesting in the tenth inning when uh, Harrison Bader got to first and then tried to steal second. It was not the winning run, you know. They're down two; the Cardinals are in the ninth inning, so I don't know that Harrison Bader needs to be trying to advance on the bases, especially you had Paul Goldschmidt. Up at the plate um and so what it's like what are you or donovan donovan was the one so what are you doing what are you trying to do here brewers were able to get the out after a review but that was a big play in that ninth inning
3: and he bounced the slider trying to get the second base here's the throw tag not in time
2: narvaez says wait a minute that was a heck of a play by Luis Arias once again I mean just to get there, get the baseball and reach back and try to make a tag. Did he ever get the foot before the hand
3: gets on the back Craig Council says, let's take a look. Yeah, no kidding.
2: Watch the tag. He's out. Yeah, he did get the foot. He's out. Boy, what a play. Luis Reyes on back-to-back plays almost got in at first. Review. <laughs> will retain
1: yourself. So there's the play as it goes last night. Again, a very small detail that baseball is doing differently this year that I think adds a lot to the games is when the umpires actually tell us what's going on. Now they can hook up to the stadium sound, like in the NFL. The challenge is overturned. The challenge is unsuccessful. To let us know what's going on is big. They do it in reviews. There's still some instances where they could do it more. Sometimes with a balk, I don't think that everybody knows what's going on. Or sometimes there's some real quirky plays. You know, baseball is a sport that allows itself for quirky situations. Sometimes runners are going here and runners are going back. And you're not really sure what is happening. They could use their microphone more. You can't explain too much, I don't think. Uh, with with now that they have the technology to talk on the headsets but that's a underrated thing i think with baseball this year great play from the brewers craig council obviously very happy with it afterwards yeah
3: i mean it was just a spectacular tag um as good as it gets you know i think willie and willie is you know we've seen willie do that a little bit and then we now we've seen we start to start to incorporate it but it's it's, it's just a great tag. I mean, that's just, that's a great baseball play.
1: So a big defensive play at the end of the game. Brewers able to get the two, nothing victory, Corbin Burns, Devin Williams, and Josh Hader. That's exactly how you would want it to go. If you're trying to script this thing to have your two studs in the bullpen after a great outing from Corbin Burns, maybe the best he's looked all season.
3: Yeah. It, uh, it's a possibility with that game. Uh, I mean, with the matchup for sure. And, and both guys pitch fit very, very well. Um, I mean, I thought Corbin was as good as we've seen him this year. Um, just, uh, just every, everything was good, and he, he made some great pitches. His cutter was was an excellent pitch all day, and really, really relied on that pitch today. Um, but Mikolas was was tough as well, and um, you know, for, t- fortunately, Tyrone got a ball kind of up, looked like up out over the plate and uh, put a great swing on it. But um, there was great defense played today on both sides. Um, that, that made it hard to score. Um, and, uh, then Devin and Josh did their thing.
1: So big win for the Brewers. Again, that might be the best Corbin looked. He did sort of have the same start last time against the Cardinals, 14 innings total against the Cardinals this season for Corbin Burns. He's allowed just four hits. He has struck out 21 across the two games. So much more on this one. The Brewers start this four game set with a win, a big two, nothing win the crowd Giving it a playoff feel, at least at the end of that game. Very exciting. Much more on it to come. We're going to find out, too, about Chi-Chi Gonzalez. As in, where did he come from? And who is he? And how did he end up being the starter for tonight? All that coming up. I'm Bart Winkler. That's the beautiful Tim Shea. We're back next on The Fan. 1250 AM The Fan. I'm Bart Winkler. Tim Shea. Lakeland University Studios. You can earn co-op credit For work experience at lakeland.edu. Toby Altizer on the afternoon show all week. I'll be joining him at 4.30 today. Maybe uh, talk golf. I don't know. Toby and I were breaking down golf yesterday. He jumped on the show even though he's in the afternoons all week. The Merman tweeted, Toby and Bart have been talking about golf so long I almost fell asleep at the wheel. (laughs) Woke back up and they were still talking about golf. The U.S. Open was awesome this weekend. And the Live Tour's trying to poach everybody. Matthew Fitzgerald or Matt Fitzpatrick, whatever we're calling him. Matt Fitzpatrick's his name. He was approached. They approached everybody. I don't think there's a golfer that exists that the Live Tour didn't offer money to. Oh, my buddy's like a nine handicap. I think he got offered money to go on the tour. Looks like anybody over there, and they'll pay him a bunch of money. Yeah, golf's exciting. So maybe, uh, maybe tonight I'll just four thirty. I'm out with Toby. We'll just break down some more golf. I'm I'm riveted by it, honestly. The whole thing. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. 799 could tweet twelve fifty a.m. The fan, the Brewers with a two nothing victory last night. Corbin Burns, uh, pretty massive in this one, as you know. Corbin Burns goes the seven innings, strikes out ten. So once again, double-digit strikeouts for Corbin. That is the fifth time he's done that. The last time was actually against the Cardinals uh, last month. The 17th time in his career, he's had a double-digit strikeout performance. Corbin with 10 of them last evening
2: against the Cardinals. Against the Cardinals and a 3.33 earned run average. Third in the league and earned run average. Third in the league and opponent batting average. First in punch out.
3: 2-2 two, two on Tommy Edmund. Got him. There's that backdoor cutter,
2: strikeout number one. He does that as well as anybody, and he has the velocity as well. The cutter, 94 on the outside <laughs> corner. Good job by Omar to make it look good.
3: Burns trying to go one, two, three. And he does. He strikes out Paul Goldschmidt. Two strikeouts at the top of the first. For- if you don't get what
1: hap- is happening here, those are the first two strikeouts. We're playing all ten. We're playing all ten. The, anytime the Cardinals strike out, we're gonna you wanna you wanna hear these again. So Corbin, that's two. Give us eight more, baby. Corbin Burns
3: got him. Backdoor cutter again, strikeout number three. Yeah, sit down. Just a
2: difficult pitch. Just you know, you can't give up on it. But even if he does, if you see it out of his hand, you're not gonna be able to do too much with that. That's right on the outside corner.
3: Still ahead. One-two. Got him. Dropped the curveball on him. Four strikeouts for Corbin. Yeah, and Burns you and suck. He Cardinals. A pair of Cardinals. Check swing. Did he go? Did. He went blue. Arenado not he pleased went. at all. Really Stay frustrating high. at bat for
2: him. Good two seamer going down and in on Arenado after everything else was on the outer part of the plate. Let's see if he goes. Started that bat. Yep, yeah, he did.
3: Got him. Cutter outside corner. Oh, yeah, baby. Come on, Corby. Six strikeouts. He gets two more here in the fourth. He struck him out.
2: Another cutter, his seventh strikeout. But again, I mean, that's a good pitch off the outside corner. Got him to chase it. Another cutter. Five of the seven now in cutters. No surprise there. That went off the plate.
3: Swing and a miss. Oh, that's as much heat on as I Honey, and chicken first Biscuit in time. and Wendy's. Eighth strikeout for Corbin Burns. Yeah,
2: second strikeout for Burns on the curveball tonight. And a good one with two strikes. Doesn't have to be over the plate. Got him to chase. Got him. Went cutter down and in. I Gordon can't see him real well. Track. That's that so It young. looks good until it gets to the cutout and around home plate. Then it dives. It's that slight movement on it. That's all it takes. Locked him up with a curveball. Ten strikeouts MVP. for Corbin MVP. Burns. Seven scoreless
1: for the Brewers' ace. So there was all the strikeouts last night. Bally Sports Wisconsin, uh, Jeff Levering and Bill Schroeder, who is a big fan. Of this program that I can tell you
2: Winkler having his problems tonight.
1: And I was actually, uh, at the game last night, I was sitting by the field. mic. I must've been. So that that's really cool that I got on all those highlights. I was pretty pumped up that the Brewers won the game two nothing last night and had the 10 strikeouts from Corbin Burns. All right. So the Brewers do win two nothing against the St. Louis Cardinals. That's good. Now the rest of the series, the way that it lines up, it was lining up where the Brewers were going to have you know, good pitching going for most of this. And the question was going to be, was Aaron Ashby going to make his start? The answer to that question was going to be, yes, Aaron Ashby was listed as one of the probable pitchers. And this is a game where you probably want somebody opposite Jack Flaherty that can throw Jack Flaherty is really good. I mean, to use as descriptive words as possible, Flaherty's really good. Flaherty was hurt all year, came back, pitched three innings, Gave up a couple of runs in his first time out. So this will be his second start of the season. I don't know how long he'll go. I don't know how stretched out he is. I would think, you know, he could give you five, maybe six. He's not going to go Garrett Cole on you and take a no-hitter into the eighth. Wow, knock on wood. But Jack Flaherty is very good. And so the Brewers were going to throw Aaron Ashby tonight. And then Eric Lauer tomorrow and Jason Alexander on Thursday. Still Jason on Thursday, still Lauer on Wednesday, but tonight it's going to be Chi-Chi Gonzalez. Aaron Ashby was your scheduled starter tonight. He did leave his last start early, but he is having a little bit of problems. He's just, he's not totally effective right now. So what they were doing yesterday was they had him work out a little bit. And the same thing that, removed him from the last start that he had, he can't really get his slider going. And so when you're Ashby and you have this full complement of pitches, you're not going to go out there with like two of your three or three of your four. If you're a guy that uses the slider and it's not working, if you're not physically able to do it, like you need to do it. Well then maybe the best case scenario is not to go out there and basically play with one arm behind your back. Ashby talked to the media before the game. He says, look, I feel fine. The MRI came back great, but I just don't have it on that pitch. And so a little bit more rest might be the best thing for me and for this team. Aaron Ashby yesterday.
4: Yesterday during my bullpen, I just didn't feel like I could get around, um, the slider kind of same thing that was going on during the game. Um, still, I mean, like the the MRI, there was nothing in the MRI, just general, um, inflammation and, um just take take a couple days off and then get going back again.
2: Did they do that MRI today or had that been
4: done? Uh today. Okay. Today. But you kind of knew yesterday. It was probably going to need some time. <clears throat> um yeah, I'm kind, kind of it, it feels better every day really. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it's better today than it was <clears throat> yesterday and the day before. So it's just it's if to to start tomorrow probably would have been a reach. Um to not, not feel 100% or not, not feel the ability to throw, throw one of my best pitches um, with conviction and intent. Um, probably not the best to go to a start. <laughs> with Does that the, MRI with
2: give a little peace of mind, though? At least the forearm can be a little... Yeah, I, I, I was never worried
4: about anything, to be honest. There's just never any pain involved with anything. I, I can still throw. I still feel like I can throw as hard as I want. Um, it's just I don't ha- I can't sustain my hand placement through the throw. It's kind of, it's it's really weird. Um, but a little bit of rest and recovery and strengthening and everything should be fine.
5: Did you ever deal with anything like this before?
4: Um, I, I think on a milder scale maybe in college. Um, but I guess not not in pro ball.
2: Right. Tough go for. I mean I guess this is just baseball, but it just seems like they, they're coming in bunches for this team right now.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, I guess, part of a season um, and just got to roll with the punches, you know? I mean, everyone, everyone's going to go through it at some point and um, just got to keep, keep going and keep pushing. So
1: that's Aaron Ashby. That was yesterday. So it is interesting. He feels healthy. The MRI comes back clean, but he can't like, he can't pitch the slider. So he can't throw the slider. So the Brewers are thinking, well, it's probably best to not have him out there. If he can't throw the slider and the Cardinals are going to pick that up pretty quickly, whether we announce it or not, they will pick that up pretty quickly. These teams are not stupid. They know that Aaron Ashby throws a nice slider. They see he's not throwing it. They're thinking, oh, maybe he doesn't have it. And they eliminate that from the repertoire. And suddenly they're sitting on, on fastballs all game and they, they cook Ashby. So... You think, well, is that, because the Brewers posted this, or the Todd Rosiex, the one that posted this from the Journal Sentinel, and the Twitter comments, of course, it's social media, but the Twitter comments are like, who cares? If he's healthy, let him pitch. But the Brewers are like, well, we want him to be 100%, A, and you know, it's a long season, and this is how the Brewers operate, and a lot of teams operate. If the guy's not 100%, you know, it's June. It's early June. Don't throw him out there. Mid-June. Late June? Jeez, don't throw him out there. But then the, the the other side of this is maybe a non-healthy Aaron Ashby still gives you a better chance to win than Chichi Gonzalez. And that's what we're going to find out um, tonight. Chi-Chi Gonzalez was claimed by the Brewers a week ago. He was waived by the Twins. The Twins signed Gonzalez to a minor league deal over the winter, and they got some decent out of it. Uh, Innings out of him in Triple A, so in Triple A he was starting. He had a three four four ERA, a twenty three percent strikeout rate, a nine percent walk rate. He had five starts, three relief appearances, and then he did get called up to the majors. Pitched just seven innings with the Twins this year, and in those seven innings, he was tagged for six runs, twelve hits. And gave up a couple of home runs, so this is this guy's a first round pick back in 2013 of the Rangers. He's seen action between the Rangers, the Rockies, and now the Twins. He had a 3.90 ERA as a rookie back in 2015, but other than that, he's been bouncing around. Milwaukee must have seen enough that that they liked him. the The, the reason they picked him up was to eat up innings, you know, Chichi Gonzalez, when they brought him, I think he's had one appearance so far with the Brewers, but when they brought him in, it was, Hey, you know, bullpen arms are banged up. We got some guys that are, you know, not healthy. Our starting pitching is kind of decimated right now where we've lost Freddie. We've lost Woodruff, which he should come back soon. Uh, and now this thing with Ashby, let's pick up a guy that, some, that can eat some innings if needed and Chichi Gonzalez is that guy, uh, but, but I don't know how good he's going to be. This version of him, different. He has scrapped his curveball so he can do the sinker, four-seamer, changeup, and slider, and we'll see what to expect from him tonight. I don't think that – if you went to last night's game and you're like, man, I wish there was more offense, go to tonight's game because I think you'll see some offense again, Jack Flaherty should be able to give them a good outing tonight for the Cardinals. This will be his second start, but Chichi Gonzalez, man, I don't know what to expect out of this guy. You know, this is how crazy the MLB season is. Chichi Gonzalez was nowhere on anybody's radar for the Brewers at any point until last week when all of a sudden the Brewers picked him up on waivers. And now the guy is starting uh, in the series against the Cardinals in a massive series. So it's a, Interesting series now because Corbin Burns won the Cy Young, so he starts game one. Chichi Gonzalez is a major league vagabond who's been a Brewer for a week. He starts game two. Eric Lauer is a guy that the Brewers traded for last year. Suddenly becomes really good this year. He starts game three. And then Jason Alexander is still a meme at this point because he shares the name. With George Costanza's actor, and suddenly he gives up a bunch of uh, walks and hits, but he's got a 242 ERA. So, in a series against the Cardinals, if it's playoff time, you're going to line up Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, Lauer. But right now, the way it's shaking out, you're lining up Burns, Gonzalez, Lauer, Alexander. So, a little bit different. We'll continue to preview tonight's game. Brewers get the win last night 2 0. Over the Redbirds, back in first place by themselves, the series big. They could teeter-totter a little bit, or the Brewers could use the momentum from last night and keep some separation as they head into a big series against the Blue Jays coming up this weekend. 414-799-1250, back in two minutes here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans
3: spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: 1250 AM the fan. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea. Talking Brewers Cardinals. Big win last night puts the Brewers back in first place. Tim Allen's going to join us in the 7 o'clock hour. And then I'm very excited. I think we'll do this an hour from now. I think it's time to admit what we've known all along. Tim, you were there. I think the Bucks parade last year
6: sucked. And I've got a lot to say about that. Did you get a... (laughs) breakdown of the golden state. I watched the warriors parade. Okay. And what really got me was James
1: Wiseman and Gary Payton too shared a bus, their own bus. Meanwhile, the bucks packed their guys into one or two buses like sardines. And I know it was thrown together quickly because Middleton and drew had to go to Tokyo. I know that, but they, they knew, they knew they could win the NBA finals and there might be a parade. The Warriors started with the speeches and then did the parade and I don't know, man. I think the Bucks par- I think the Bucks parade was lacking. So I've got a lot to say about that. I'm gonna rile I'm gonna rile up I'm gonna rile up Milwaukee today. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go hot take artist. I'm Milwaukee today. Hey, remember that thing that we waited fifty years for and was great? Yeah. Well, actually it sucked. So that's coming up uh next. Big win for the crew last night, Tim. You were in on the postgame show. A lot of good reaction last night where people charged up like it was a playoff game.
6: Yeah, we had uh, we had some really, really good calls last night. Everybody, everybody gave their opinion on if that was a big game. That was the question Tim was asking. Was this a big win? Was this a big game? What did people say? People said, of course. It's the Cardinals. You want to set the tone that first game. So you go out there, you get a home run, you win 2-0 hopefully that sets up a, a win today. Now knowing the pitching matchup and what's going to happen.
2: Hey, it's Gary Olson. Uh, okay.
6: Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Just knowing the pitching matchup, what could happen today? You know, you could, you could see a, a slugfest today.
1: So, yeah, again, Jack Flaherty's coming off an injury and then Chi Chi Gonzalez uh, might be a footnote in the season. The same way that John Axford was a year ago. I still forget that John Axford pitched in a big league inning for real In a game last season and then got hurt right away. But the Brewers brought him back before that. Anyway. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how tonight's game goes, obviously. I feel like last night had opening day type vibes in terms of what the reaction would be. Because what I say that is opening day is one of the great days on the calendar. No matter where you're at. But specifically when you're in a baseball town like Milwaukee. When you have a team and it's opening day, I mean, it's a great day. But it's also a great sports radio day because if the if the Brewers lose on opening day, you know, you take calls all morning. Oh, I feel good about the team this year. I feel really good. Oh, they got so much great pitching. Oh, the hitting's going to come alive. I remember there was one year the Brewers lost to the Rockies like 8 nothing on opening day and people were excited about the season, and then the post-game show, it all changes. It's all, oh, this team sucks. What was I thinking? They can't hit. Fire the hitting coach. One game. One game. And if they win opening day, then the calls that come in, you double down on what you thought. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. Oh, did you see that play? Oh, they're so good. Oh, it's going to be great. So opening day is a great day historically, just for what it is. But it's also become, I think, a great sports radio day because it is extreme, as extreme as it gets. So I feel like this Cardinals game last night would have kind of been the same way. Had the Brewers lost last night, I think a lot of people would be very upset, maybe in an exaggerated way, you know, because this is a big series and it is the Cardinals and the Brewers did give away their first place lead that they had. So, I think a lot of people would be pretty fired up today. They win. And so, conversely, now we're talking ourselves into, hey, this team, man. I mean, that defense last night. I mean, Tyrone Taylor. I mean, Gary Payton. uh, I don't know why I said Gary Payton. I'm looking. I tweeted about the bus. I'm really focused on this bus thing. When I said Gary Payton out loud, I meant Luis Urias. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm all I want to do is talk about this parade yesterday. Sorry. That's all I want to talk about. But Brewers, 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 Brewers. So Luis Arias had a big play. But then again, if you look at it, Burns was great. They only had one run scoring play. They, the offense was still, you know, scored on one play. Now the Cardinals scored on zero plays, so that's good. But, you know, it was just a 2 nothing game. So I think that, well, it's good to see Burns pitch as well as he did. And again, he's been great against the Cardinals this season. It's good to see Williams and Hayter come in in a big spot and perform as if it was a playoff game with a pretty raucous crowd there at the end of the game. I will say, you know, there's still win or lose. They only scored two runs. So there's still a lot of work that needs to be done with this team. I think, I don't know how many trades they are going to need to make. The offense needs to get better. I think a lot of it, these guys just need to hit better. Like, is this the Christian Yelich we're going to get? He struck out a couple of times last night. He had a hitting streak for a while that uh has ended but at least he's been better uh Adamas is still hitting 210 teles I think had a nice double last night but he's you know he's actually been more reliable at 253. Andrew McCutcheon for as much as Mark Antanasio likes being his friend uh, he I mean he's the cleanup guy right now and he's he's 0 for four again last night I'm assuming outs with McCutcheon at this point. Remember, he had that 0 for 32 and then had a game winner and, oh, okay, McCutcheon, McCutcheon. But right now when McCutcheon's up and I love this guy, I'm assuming the out. Renfro and Narvaez and Urias, I mean, they did nice defensively, but they were 0 for 7 combined. So there's still a lot that needs to be done uh, with this team. I think that the pitching, they just need to get healthy. I think the bullpen has been a really strong point, and I think the hitters – you can add a bat or two, but ultimately I think these guys that they have are going to need to step up and produce because I still think that you're going to have a lineup with Yelich, Adamus, Teles, McCutcheon, Renfro, Narvaez, Urias. That's going to look pretty similar to the lineups that you have in September. So these guys will need to figure it out. And one thing that the Brewers would be great if they didn't do is when they all don't hit, they all don't hit. So if, like, two guys are cold, guess what? The whole team's cold. No team in baseball history, I'm going to put this out there in the, like, Elias sports book can can verify, but I don't think any team in baseball history has been as contagious with their bats as the Milwaukee Brewers. If one guy sucks, they all suck. If one guy's good, they're all good. So it's just weird to see that continue for another season. 414-799-1250. John is in Franklin Johnny, what's up?
5: Good morning, party. Hey, buddy. Beautiful morning after a Cardinal defeat. Every yeah. one of these games from here on out are going to be basically playoff games.
1: Yeah, coffee tastes a little better this morning when you beat the Cardinals. Uh, the sun, you know, it hits you a little more perfect. The drivers seem a little bit more friendly this morning. Everything's working so far.
5: Yeah, I just can't stand these guys. It doesn't matter who they are. They got that red on those stupid socks with the stupid stripes. I hate all of them.
1: Oh, you're all the way down to the socks. Wow.
5: Well, what I do love is, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Corbin Burns. You know, the offense basically, outside of one hit, took the night off, as they always do for Corbin, but he took control of this whole situation. Absolutely brilliant. Pissed his way out of a couple spots. And fantastic, And then the bullpen just does what the bullpen does. Narvaez with a brilliant throw in the ninth. Urias with a tag. What a play. But, uh, you know, it's just funny how in the ninth inning it's like the opposition's best hitters are always up. I, I don't know how it works out, but it just always seems to be that way. I thought it was kind of funny that they they, they brought the ghost of holes back. Looming in the on deck circle. <laughs> I'm not scared of you now, fool. I was there when you wrecked my playoff dream. Ah, uh, he'll still John. he'll
1: pop a home run this series. I think he I popped a home run the last time they were here.
5: I remember when he blasted Sean Markham in that playoff game when he thought he'd challenge him. But no, that's not who this guy is. Flaherty's a good pitcher. What I got a couple of asks for tonight. I want the Brewers batters to see some pitches. They need to put some pitches on this guy, even if he's on. You, you, you can't go, you know, give him these eight-pitch or ten-pitch uh, innings. Put some pitches on this guy and get him out of the game and get into the bullpen. You'd be better off because this, this guy's a pitcher. I know he's just coming back, but he's he's another great arm. Nicholas uh, was pretty damn brilliant last night, too. You know, you do love the comp- the competitiveness of the guy. I mean, one bad pitch and he's he's doing the council thing, which I love. But uh, the other ask is Chichi Rodriguez. I want you to throw strikes tonight because if if you're not throwing strikes, they're going to be lo- they're going to be loading up on walks and the walks are going to kill us. And you know our offense is shaky. You don't know what you're going to get. And the other ask is if Chichi Rodriguez tonight gets some <laughs> strikeouts, I want him to see it. Him pull the sword out.
1: I got to correct and you. The- it's Gonzalez.
5: No, it's Chichi Rodriguez, and I want him to do the sword twirl and then stick it back in his sheath and just right in front. You know, just do that thing. And uh, yeah, that would be great after every strikeout. I'd like to see Chichi Rodriguez doing that again.
1: Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, John. I'm on. It will it will be Chichi Gonzalez, pitching tonight. Chichi Rodriguez still going strong at 86. You may remember him from his uh, golfing heydays in the 70s and 80s. Who, who doesn't remember the 1981 U.S. Open when Chi-Chi Rodriguez finished sixth? His best result in a major ever. So that is Chi-Chi uh, Rodriguez. Who doesn't remember the 1995 Rose Parade? He was the Grand Marshal. Chichi Rodriguez. Chichi Gonzalez won't be the grand marshal for probably anything ever, except maybe allowing the Cardinals around the bases tonight. I mean, you go from Aaron Ashby, Tim, who can't find his slider, so they're going to put him on the injured list. And I was talking about the Todd Rosiak. You know, Rosiak tweets the video of him talking. And a lot of the comments are I'd rather have a broken Ashby than this Chi-Chi Gonzalez guy. But you can't, I mean, if Ashby's out there not throwing the slider, the Cardinals are going to pick up that pretty easy. It's one game, see if this Gonzalez guy's got anything, and we go from there. Alexander is his real name, but we call him uh, Chi-Chi. So we'll see what Chi-Chi Gonzalez has tonight. So would you rather have a 20% Ashby or a 100% Chi-Chi Gonzalez? It's it. (laughs) Wrong to say twenty percent. I mean, we're gonna find out tonight. We're gonna find out what the answer to that question is tonight for sure. Brewers and Cardinals just after seven. Of course, yeah, everything John said. Uh, you know, outside of the Rodriguez stuff. <laughs> hey, 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 one of my, it might have been his favorite golfer. They had a great outing from Burns last night. They had a great outing from the bullpen. They had a great defensive play. Still not entirely sure what Donovan's doing. You know in the ninth inning. But that was great that the Brewers were able to lock that down and get out of there. One interesting thing that I saw about the Brewers. Did you see this Jackie Bradley jr. Article that was I written? I did. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. All right. A little. I'm looking at Adam McKelvey's Twitter last night. Cause I, you know, he's, he does a great job covering the, the team and all these guys do,
6: which by the way, he had a great tweet about uh, today's starting pitcher. I don't know if you caught it. He put the picture the of the picture restaurant. Of the Chi-Chi's. Restaurant, coming soon. Yeah. There are no Chi-Chi's left anymore, are there? I don't think so. I think they're all closed. Yes, but they do make the salsa in the store, so I know that. I liked uh, I like Chi-Chi's.
1: All right, so then there's this article from Alex Spire of the Boston Globe. And here's just the, the tweet that goes along with the article. Jackie Bradley Jr., remember him? Jackie Bradley Jr.'s 2021 season was seen as a mystery around the game. Perhaps the mystery has been solved. He was diagnosed this spring with astigmatism. He's now wearing a contact in his right eye and is hitting a slash line of 281, 315, and 405 in his last 38 games. So... Jackie Brett, astigmatism makes your eyes blurry. All right. So you need contacts. And the only way to figure out, like, if I have astigmatism is to do an eye exam. My first thought, I think, is a lot of people's first thought, and I don't know if it's fair or not, but my first thought is the Brewers saw this guy not hit all season and didn't think once to check his eyes. I mean, is that really what happened? You would assume they did. You're you're gonna right? assume that everybody gets an eye test. But I why why do we assume that? The Brewers, we like some of you like some of you guys will call up and say, check his eyes, he can't see. It's like okay, that's crazy. This is a major league team, of course he can see. Of course they have eye doctors. You know, Ron and Rome, credit him. He called he called a couple of weeks ago saying maybe the Brewers need an optometrist. It's like, oh Ron, come on. You applying to be that job? They, they don't need one. They need one. They, so the first instinct is were they just not aware? Were were they are they too cheap to get an eye doctor? Does Mark Atnazio not cover eye care and in his insurance plans? I mean, how do you not want... Maybe maybe Lorenzo Cain didn't need to retire or get DFA'd. Maybe he just needed an eye exam. Maybe Andrew McCutcheon's hitting 230 because he just needs a little eye exam. He needs some contacts. He needs to go up there with glasses. Maybe that's all it needs to be. When you hear that a player sucked for your team, specifically at the plate, and then goes to a new team... Does an eye exam and then hits better. I don't know how you look at it any other way than that's a massive fault on your team. I mean, they're trying, they they went over video last year. They're trying to do things with the hitting coach, Andy Haynes. Andy Haynes, the hitting coach last year. What does he think when he sees this news? He's got to be like, I worked with this guy day in and day out. And he just needed contacts. I mean, I'm a hitting coach. Now I got to be an optometrist. So I don't know. I again, it. It can't be that simple. It cannot be that simple.
6: I had to read the story twice. Yeah. When I glossed over it, when I saw you tweet it. But what's the, um, what's the theory?
1: Occam's razor is not that the theory that the simplest outcome is usually the truest. It can't be that simple that the Brewers had a guy who just needed eye care, and then then he gets it and now he's hitting well. Is it that simple? And if you're Jackie Bradley Jr., did you not notice like that you weren't seeing his? I mean, what why you're saying anything? You're Jackie Bradley Jr., man. You're getting you're getting clowned all year. People are essentially booing you. You don't notice that your eyes are going a little bad. And that you might need glasses. What a weird story. Now, yeah, I mean, would they have Jackie Bradley Jr. on? I'd rather have Renfro. You know the way he's been hitting. But for last year, I mean, what what difference does a does a capable Jackie Bradley Jr. make? Pro- probably some. I don't know. It's just it's it's not it's not it's not it's not good. It's it's not a story that you know, it's a story that makes you wonder quite a bit. We'll talk to Tim about that coming up. Also, how big he thought that win was last night, how big this series is. These teams don't play each other until August. So there's a good opportunity for one of them to pick up a couple of games. Uh the Brewers picking up game one is big because now you have a I think you I think what you want to come out of this worst case scenario is still tied, where you split the series, where the Cardinals win two and the Brewers win two. And if the goal is just to win two, well, you've already won one and now you've got three games to. Maybe win another one, maybe win two more, and then have a lead into the weekend when you've got a really good Blue Jays team coming to town. These are two teams that have beat up on the NL Central. The MLB Network had this stat yesterday because we keep talking about how the Brewers are only good against bad teams. Well, the Cardinals are feasting on the same recipe too. Prior to last night, the Cardinals were 26-26 and 26 against teams not named the Pirates or Reds. They were 12 and 4 against the Pirates and Reds. The Brewers, 25 and 28 against teams not named the Pirates and Reds. 13 and 2 against the Pirates and Reds. So, coming into this game, the Cardinals, a 500 team, 12 and 4 against the Reds and Pirates. And then the Brewers, a below 500 team, 13 and 2 against Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. So, both of these teams. You know, maybe a little bit of a mirage there. But the winner of this division is going to make the playoffs. And so that's why these games are so important. Might be important that you enjoy yourself while watching these games. Maybe beforehand, afterwards, during 4th Base. The restaurant on National Avenue is open and ready for you. 4th Base, it is a great vibe in there. It's a sports bar vibe. They featured this movie, uh, this bar in the movie Major League all those years ago. So it may look familiar for you in that. Setting It may look familiar because it's been there for 40 plus years and you've probably stopped in a time or two, just a quick little pop fly from the stadium. Again, a great place to watch some of these games, really fun spot to go after or before, and a really good spot to get some food. I mean, even if you're just going to get a nice lunch there, it's a sports bar atmosphere. They got the TVs, they got the memorabilia, they got all that, but then you are not eating like this at normal sports bars that you go to. I mean, there is a deli case that sits right there. Crab legs, steak, a bunch of seafood, the shrimp, the burgers. And you walk up and CJ's always behind that thing. And you say, you know what? I want this. Can you make it like that?" You basically, he's, uh, he becomes for just a meal, your personalized chef. You got all the ingredients there and they'll make it exactly how you want it. There's a couple of different options that you can go with. I always go with the shaved steak sandwich. That's been a go-to for me with some of the fries. Very, very good but you can make it however you want it mix and match some different foods in that case and have a really, really good meal all while watching or getting ready to check out the game. Check them out. Fourth base right there on national pop fly from the stadium. We'll talk Tim Allen coming out. This a big win last night. Still got three more to go. What do we expect from the Chi Chi Gonzalez era? We'll get into that next on the fan.
0: Baseball is back.